What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Novel Black Girl. It's your girl, Vanika Renee. I am here with my two lit chicks. Say hello to the people. Hey, y'all. It's Alana, your tech girl that loves to read. What's going on, people? It's your girl, Robin, just out here loving, laughing, and living life. And we are talking about a brand new book today. We read The Vanishing Half, so hopefully you have the opportunity to read that with us so you can join in on the conversation. The Vanishing Half was written by Britt Bennett, and it is one of the newbies, not an oldie but goodie this time. This is a newer book that did really well on the book charts, for lack of better terms. <laughs> it was a best-selling book. Don't look at me like that a lot. <laughs> Alright, so let's dive in. This book follows the journey of two twins who are light-skinned black girls who can pass for being white, apparently. So my first question is, which twin do you most identify with? Like, if you were in their shoes, who would you most act like? Desiree or Stella? Uh, Probably Desiree. I love me a good chocolate man. And I can't see myself wanting to be white, so I don't know. Probably Desiree. I agree. Probably Desiree as well. Stella was just out there uh, not trying to get her groove back and perpetrating, so I can't mess with her. Yeah, so I'm going to say I don't know. I feel like I'd be a mixture between the two. Like, I felt for Stella and understood the reasoning why she took the risk of doing what she did. So, for those of you who didn't get get to read the book, the book is in the early to mid-1900s. So, still heated. Segregation is happening. MLK dies during their lifetime when they can remember it. Um, And so, this sister who can pass for white eventually just eases her way into being a white woman. Um, and a white man falls for her and she just elects him and they assume she's white for this job position. She never says like I'm white and she just gets this job. They assume she's white and she goes with it. I can't see me pulling a Desiree in that moment. Like, oh, just so you know, I'm black. Like I would just be like, oh, that's their problem. And now I got a job and now this man love me. I might want to go for this little richy rich wife. <laughs> so I don't blame her. I feel like I'd be a mixture between the two. Like, she definitely switched to get things that she wanted or, like, experiences that she wanted every now and then. Sex. I definitely don't blame her at all. I just feel like in that moment, I wouldn't have done it. Because I, I would have been like Desiree, like, oh, they only hire white girls. I'm not about to go down there and even waste my time. Even though I know that I could pass, I don't think I would have done it. I just... Don't think I would have went that far. Desiree's the one that encouraged her to go get that job. She did absolutely, and I would have been like, "Go ahead, girl. I'm cool over here." I couldn't. I don't blame. I don't blame Stella at all. For a moment, reading the book, I was definitely like, "Yo, that's crazy." I wonder, like, you know how we always say, "Oh, I would never do," but then in the moment. You might change your mind. So I wonder if I could pass as white, would I take advantage of certain opportunities? I don't know. In my head right now, I say no, but. You know how I think of it? I think of it like when we code switch. Like there are certain times where I make sure my voice 
sounds more proper, probably sounds quote unquote white to get certain opportunities or be treated a certain way. And so that's where I feel like I probably got a little Stella in me, at least a little bit. Um, because I've definitely co-switched to benefit from how I would be treated if they I didn't. I feel like that can be tiring though, like having to do it Every day, twenty four seven. Like there's not, there wasn't even a break for her. There wasn't even a chance for her to be, because even when she did have the opportunity to um, later down the line with the neighbor that moved into the neighborhood, she was afraid she would get found out. So even then, she still wasn't even. She couldn't even really be her true self unless she truly identified as white, and that's who she thought she was. We can only assume that was my tension with her her, because I feel like she married a guy who was willing to be progressive, like not too much, but he's just like, I want us all to get along. And at one point, it seemed like she was the rude one to black people, and like she was more um, just aggressive in how she treated black people. And I feel like if I'm gonna play that role, especially with a man like him. I would have been taking that opportunity to help people with the position I was in. And she was taking it as like, oh, heck no. Like, get these people out of here. Yeah, that's what I didn't like. Yeah. I didn't like that either. I don't feel, I feel like she completely erased her blackness (laughs) as if her mama and daddy wasn't black and her grandparents wasn't black. Like, hiring black help because Mexicans work harder. Like, sis, I mean, that's that. Like, I would never. It was a mess. It was was probably a defense mechanism. Like, because, I mean... That's because she didn't want to be caught. Gave her that advice. Like, we always know um, our people. But I still think, like, there's a better way to navigate that and use her positional power, especially with the husband she had. Like, she didn't have the husband that was super out there. Like, he was just like, I just want us all to get along at this point. Like, he didn't even care about the black neighbor. Like, well, it happens, it happens. Yeah, it's like a way to, you know, cover yourself up without belittling everybody around you or talking mad shit about black people. That's what bothered me. Like, just say you don't want a black maid and keep moving. Yeah. (laughs) she did the most. Um, so then she has this moment where she's like, well, this is so easy to make pretend to be white. And she wonders why her parents didn't just do that. Like her dad ends up being killed by white men, um, even though he is also light skinned. And she's like, all it takes is a little bit of confidence and you can pass for white. Like, why wouldn't they do that just to make life easier um, for them? What do you guys think about that one? I think it's a difference between passing as white and wanting to be white. And they just was comfortable with where they were. Everybody in their community was light-skinned black people. I also don't like this community, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. But, you know, it's a whole nother. That's a, yeah, that's a whole nother. <laughs> what about this community? Would you live there as a light-skinned black person? Back then, would you choose to live in a community like that? Probably so, because just at the time, she had to have a safe haven. Because then, regard, I mean, it's still an issue today. So, if you're light skinned and you go with individuals who are 
a darker tone, darker hue. Oh, you think you better than us? You get that, and then you you try to pass as white. If they find out you're black, is get away from here. Your your Negro, your nigga, like it's. So either way, you got to find. I feel like it again. It was just a defense mechanism. It was just a safe haven, and they just were comfortable and stayed there. And those who did yeah. bridge out, you bridged out and either did Estella or or Desiree. So, yeah, I bet it was hard for them to find a place outside of that little community. I just. Desiree, I feel like Desiree did okay, but she still also had her issues, you know. I don't know. I've, I feel like a community like that yields the two extreme. Like, Desiree was then also super rebellious, yeah. and I feel like it came out of interactions with, um, what's his name, Mr. Early, and how they treated Mr. Early. Like, I feel like it made her want to be a rebel and go against the grain, where she might not have operated in that way in a different community. And then it made her sister have this like elitism attitude or feel comfortable taking that on. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't mess with it. Yeah, I don't think, I don't, uh, I feel like there were probably other communities, especially with them being in Louisiana, right? Didn't they grow up in Louisiana? Mm-hmm. So with them being in Louisiana, it's like, there had to have been so many communities where black people were just out here being black and thriving. Like, yeah, that color. I mean, that's even till today, though, because I know, like, there's certain, like, when you go down south, I'm sure there's, like, what in Atlanta, there's, like, the, what is it? I don't know if it's Bankhead, whatever, where all, like, the rich black people live. And then, I mean, there's still areas like that today where uh, Baldwin Hills or whatever that show, yeah. like, yeah. you live up on the hill, but you down or down the hill is Crenshaw, is the hood. But you go into a private school, so I mean, there's still that type of uh, dynamic in today's society as well, and not. It's just again the the code switching. So not. And when I'm with one group of people, I'm acting one way. When I'm with the others, I put on this front. And but when when do I ever feel like I'm my true self? So yeah, it's just one of those things you yeah. just. You learn how to navigate it in a way to to survive, basically. Yeah. I feel like... What do you guys think? Oh, go ahead, Alana. I was going to say, I feel like a lot of those dynamics now are based on, like, economic status, though, versus color as much. You know what I mean? Like... Dark skin is just that much more in now. Right, right, exactly. Like... Rich people, rich black people are going to be with rich light-skinned black people or dark-skinned black people. It's more of like, how much money you got? Can you afford to live over here? You still in the projects or not? Like, I think it's that more so than... I mean, I definitely think colorism is still a thing. Not denying that at all. But I think there's more racism in, in the financial side of it than anything. Which is what you see in countries that are mostly black. It becomes then economic base. Like you see that in the Caribbean, etc. So like speaking of the Baldwin Hills, like that's the suggestion people give to Miss Loretta, her neighbor, Mm -hmm. who's a black family that's well off because the husband's an actor. 
they're educated, they went to HBCUs, and they decide to fight the fight and move into this predominantly white, affluent neighborhood instead of like Baldwin Hills. Um, if you guys were in that position, would you risk it? Would you take your baby to that type of neighborhood and go through all of the challenges they went through just to live there? Listen, I, I know y'all, I asked y'all this earlier, but y'all haven't watched it. Y'all got to go watch them on Amazon Prime. You got to watch it because it's basically this situation. It's this black family. The husband is an engineer. Wife's a stay-at-home mom, but um, they move into this very white neighborhood. Like everybody's white. Everybody's like cookie cutter, you know. All of the women stay home and take care of their families. And like that was the neighborhood. And this black family moves in. And the white people just like terrorized them essentially. And it was crazy. And it was probably around this same time frame too. So I, based on what I saw on that, no matter how fictional it is, <laughs> I'm just like, mm -mm, no, thank you. Would you send your kid to the affluent school, even if you lived in the Baldwin Hills where the white kids are there? Because kids are also terrorists. What'd you say? Sorry. I said, would you send your, what about sending your kids to the more white affluent schools, even if you lived in like the Baldwin Hills? Because kids can also be terrorists as we saw, like they, how they treated Jews. Yeah. Would you do that? Uh... Um, probably it depends like what are these schools in the Baldwin Hills area like are they good are they well off like you know they you know they doing alright they teaching my kids the right things it's just gonna depend I don't know education is a different situation for me but I also don't want my kids around a bunch of white kids who gonna bully them and mistreat them or you know, whatever else as well. I don't know. It's going to depend. Yeah, it's interesting because school kind of becomes where our kids live, right? They spend more time there. So we might not live in that neighborhood, but where we send them to school is like their whole life, pretty much. Because they spend so much time there. What about you, Roz? Would you have moved in Stella's neighborhood if you were Loretta and her husband? Probably so, just because I'm a rebellion and would just want to cause trouble just because. Good trouble. Good trouble. trouble. Would have been like, what? I'm living the same life. I'm got the same blood running through my veins as you. Y'all look just as good as yours, driving just a nicer car. I don't understand what the issue is. Y'all can come on over. Y'all like me when my husband's on the screen, but when I'm living right next door to you, there's an issue. So let's, yeah. But you know, now somebody. See, I feel like so. I would, but I have to have a plan for gang gang. Like yeah. I would if I knew, like, and then you gonna get this house, and then you gonna get this house, and we just coming over to take over. Like it's gonna be three black families strong instead of just me against the world in this neighborhood. Now they throwing a uh, dog bricks through my window. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're going to have some problems. Yeah, so they end up throwing bricks through their window, lighting dog poop on fire at their front door. Like, the baby gets cut with the glass because she's sitting there watching TV. Mm -hmm. And then they do move to Baldwin Hills. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know that I would risk it as the one and only family. I'd be down for like, there's a movement happening and we taking over this neighborhood. I'd be down for that. Like three families go together. <laughs> yes. Um, which is sad, but I have friends who are doing that right now. Like they're building houses here and it's literally like in more affluent white neighborhoods. And they're deciding like as a unit, we're going to build in this neighborhood and scatter us throughout. And that's the only way we feel comfortable doing this. Um, it's so sad that people have to think that way, but it's like, I have to consider who my kids will play with and it's like walking in this neighborhood. Can we walk in groups together? Cause we live near each other in this cul-de-sac. Um, so yeah, very, very real still to this day. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of their friendship? Miss Loretta and Stella. Like Stella, if you haven't read the book, so Stella starts hanging out with Miss Loretta. She doesn't tell her husband the neighbors start to see that they're hanging out together. They're letting their kids play in the playground together. And she's going over there almost every day. And then she lies to her husband if he comes home from work and says she's at a different neighbor's house who's white. But what do you guys think about that relationship? A part of me in my heart of hearts feels like Miss Loretta knew a little bit of something. She definitely had a feeling something was up. I don't know if she knew she was black, but I knew she knew she was hiding something big. <laughs> Agreed. Like she knew, she knew there was, there had to be. Because then again, I'm like, how was the their relationship? Uh, I keep using the word dynamic compared to the other neighbors. Like, did the other than uh, Stella going over there and hanging out with a black woman, did the neighbor see something else? I was like. Hmm, they they getting along too well. Stella doesn't interact with us like that. Like she going over there every day. We may just see her once a week. I would. I'm just curious to see if the interactions they had differed between Stella and the rest of the neighbors. Yeah, it definitely sounded like it. Like Miss Loretta, first of all, is bomb, and who I want to be when I grow up. Like she's super confident, educated. Down around her right for her husband, even though she don't understand his decision to want to live in this neighborhood. And then, like, encourages Stella, of all things, like, you know what you're thinking. You got a brain of your own. Like, you got goals. You can still go back to school. Like, Stella makes comments about, like, I wanted to go to school and do this. And she's like, you still got time? Like, what you waiting on? Um, Which is super dope to me that she's so comfortable in her skin that she can push this white girl to just go for your dreams. Like, <laughs> do it, girl. You got a voice. Um, and then like her husband's surprised when he's like, you're hanging out. Cause she usually is antisocial. Like it says it in the book. She don't really interact with anybody until Miss Loretta moves to the neighborhood. I really want to know like the thoughts, like the deep thoughts that really went through Stella's head. Like if she was to go to therapy, what was she going to be asking her there? Like, what were their conversations going to be like? Because the identity crisis that was going through this woman, I can't imagine. I feel like she wanted to be black by the end. Like, she talks about when Loretta's moving out. Like, I wish I could just tell her. Like, I low-key want to run over there and tell her. Nobody's going to believe her because they think I'm white anyway. So even if she was a snitch on me, like, it's my word against hers. But she, like, had the strong urge to tell her. Um, and seemed like most comfortable with her. Because she grew up black. 
Like I, can't. I don't know. I feel like there was desire to still be black, but she wished she could carry the privileges with her. Oh, so yeah. then she stuck in this wonky world when she had a kid because then it's like, at this point, I got to live for the kid. That's true. Because I wouldn't say anything once I have a kid that appears white in this world. Well, yeah, we got to ride this thing out. Like <laughs> At that point, I feel like I got to ride it out unless I move to like a different country. Something, yeah, because yeah, like we we were saying before we started recording, wonder if uh Kennedy came out brown skin because you know black folk, and that's what she was shades. We all shades, like yeah, the parents could be brown chocolate, but somewhere down the line, grandmama, great grandmama was lighter. That yes. baby could come out light. <laughs> so. Oh, like that would have threw a whole nother wrench in the storyline if Kennedy came out it's, brown skin. It's the drama that was needed in this book. Because <laughs> she said, like, I wouldn't even tell him my truth. I'd rather admit that I had an affair if this baby came out brown. Like she says that in the book. Like she was wow. afraid. And when she finally saw the baby looked white, she was just like, Cause my lie was gonna be I had an affair. Cause that's more than me saying my real life story. It was crazy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's crazy. You got it. Desiree is like, yes, my baby's chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> right. You got to be committed to your life. Hey, who you think was the better actor, Stella or Kennedy? <laughs> oh. I'm going to say Stella because she went deep in that thing for years. Like you called that baby a nigger to your white your white kid, but it was hard for her because then she also slapped her kid when her kid called the baby a nigger. Blacking out. Still, a, still a need an Academy Award out here. Yeah. Also, how many white people you know named Stella? I, I've I've seen a few. To <laughs> tell the truth, I ain't never seen a black person named Stella besides Stella got a group. Yeah. Right? I, the one Stella I've heard of was Black and Be Black. Usually, usually the the white Stellas that I know of, they're usually characters, and they're usually like uh, they usually have red hair. <laughs> <laughs> red red hair are their hair is like thick with curls. Oh God, I don't know. Like, I, I can picture it. I can picture it. Redhead Goldilocks got it. How do y'all feel about Mr. Early and Desiree, though, and how that relationship came about? Oh, remind me. Okay, so, yeah, this is good. So, if you didn't read the book, Early's family is dark-skinned, and they come to this light-skinned town. They live on the outskirt, and they do a little bit of work for a few years before they move. And when they're teenagers, Early starts flirting with Desiree, but Desiree gets in trouble with Mom, and Mom is realizing, like, he's dropping off free fruit to you and flirting, like, "Uh uh-uh, don't be trying to court her. And Mom's advice is, like, the dark-skinned men want you in this town because you light-skinned. They're trying to come up, basically. And then they run into each other because Desiree runs from her abusive husband. This isn't a spoiler, by the way, guys. She runs to an abusive husband. She runs back home to her town, and he's the one hired to find her. Instead of snitching on where she is, he protects her and, like, doesn't tell the husband that he found her, et cetera, et cetera. But then they kind of start talking and being flirtatious but he comes and goes whenever he pleases so he goes for work in other states and pops up whenever he's ready he calls whenever he's ready 
and like mom is still not feeling him they have sex but she basically commits herself to this man who goes comes and goes as he pleases for years you know what me and my life currently i really like my space <laughs> that's how she feels but i also really want a man so i feel like this might be an hard en- engagement you know and in the book she says like I don't want marriage again Her mom's like you know You shouldn't just be sleeping with him And she's like I've been there done that Marriage hurts because she was in this abusive oh, marriage right, she was with And she said like When he gets on my nerves I'm glad he leaves I know right when he, gets, when he gets on her nerves She says she's glad he gets to leave And like she gets a break from him And then he comes back That sounds like an alright situation to me I promise you The older you get <laughs> I really like my own space sometimes. And I get a little cutty every now and then. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Rise, you down for this, Mr. Early? If, if I'm middle age, yeah. Yeah. Like middle age, like 50. And that's like, yeah, because I got my own space. You got your own. You come into town. We go out, have a meal. He helped do. with her daughter. He got the daughter running shoes. Yeah, like do whatever. Like that's that's a nice understanding right there. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'd maybe be down for the long distance relationship, but Mr. Early, you got to put a ring on this. <laughs> yeah, I gotta be married. At one point, like it's clear like they haven't had a conversation of at least being solely to each other, like when he's on these trips. They didn't have a conversation that you can't sleep with other women on these trips. Right. I just, I don't operate well in the gray. I would have to have that conversation for sure. Like, we... And I don't want you popping up on me. Look. Sounds like she never knew when he was coming home. Like, he'd be standing outside when she got off of work or sitting at the table. <laughs> and I don't want them types of pop-ups. I don't like that. <laughs> be ready. Especially if I only get one weekend to get some. Let me be waxed, primed, and ready when you see me. That's, don't pop up. That's there. fair. That's, that's fair. fair. Give me a little warning. <laughs> That's hey, you know, you. I gotta get her together to receive you. I need a head Right. But what was they yeah. sending back then? Did, well, they, okay, I'm thinking this is olden days. I was like, what was they sending letters? But they had phones. This was like was late 60s. He would call out of nowhere and yeah. show up out of nowhere. So that means in any city, when you know you're on your way, you can call me and say, hey, I'll be there in a few days. Don't pop up on me, bro. What was like his that. what was his uh profession? He was a He was finding people. That's right. a bounty hunter. That's right. A bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember. Bounty yeah. hunter slash people finder as the books. <laughs> oh bounty hunter. Oh yeah, like like a he was like a PI or something. <laughs> Pretty much. Your relative missing, I got you. <laughs> exactly. And Jude was not feeling him. So let's talk about Jude. Poor baby, in my opinion. Um, so Kennedy has everything, right? She's born to this mom who's made pretend to be white. Jude is born to the twin who's stuck with her blackity black blackness um, and doesn't have as much. She has a terrible experience in school because she's dark skinned in this light skinned community. What impact do you think their privileges or lack thereof had on their lives, like Kennedy versus Jude? And then, like, how does that affect their relationship with their mothers? I mean, it clearly it does because what? How are the parents, the life they portrayed that 
trickle down. So clearly if Stella was passing as um, white, she had that privilege, which she, which Kennedy benefited from. So, you know, the whole nice neighborhood, private schools. Um, yeah, the father and two-parent household, stable father, you know, that whole scenario. Then on the other side, you had um, her, her name, Jude. She, she Jude. yeah, she just, um, you know, she was just living, just trying to make it, I guess, if to say the least. Because, um, I mean, she was in her own neighborhood she was in an outcast like amongst her quote-unquote people like her her mother lived there her grandparents were from there but just because she was of a darker skin tone all of a sudden she's not one of them quote-unquote she's seen as different and that can have a big effect because what because if that's if that's home, and home's not accepting you, where else are you gonna go? Like, did, I mean, eventually she does. Well, I always I got confused. Does she leave too? They both run away, but she just comes. She just goes yeah, back. Yeah, they both. Right? Rosie, read the book. Yeah, they both go away. Jude I goes away for college. I don't remember anything. Yeah. Jude is in Cali. And then Kennedy also goes to school, but she's not that far. She's like a few hours from home. Oh, I got the she's sisters also messed up. I'm thinking of the sisters, my bad. Both oh, the, the sisters twin sisters? Yeah. I was thinking, I was Yeah, so they story. also ran away together. And then when Stella's boss asked her to go to Boston with him when he has to transfer for a job. That's kind of how they end up separating. The twins end up separating. And she like dips out without giving her sister a heads up. She like leaves her a note like, sorry, I got to go live on my own. And the sister had like no idea. She's like flirting with this boss, falling for this boss who thinks she's white. She didn't tell anyone. Yeah, I feel like was this dude one. was like enslaved mentally. Like her experience with her dad and then, like, her experience then moving to this place. Like, it was almost like she knew her dad was toxic, but he was also one of the only people that treated her like a, a human. Like, even her grandma was clearly, like, not okay with her skin complexion, trying to help her change it. So just like, a love-hate relationship with her dad because she saw him beat on her mom. But then, like, internalized some of the hate she received in this small town. So even when Reese is trying to, like, compliment her, she's just like, he can't be telling the truth. Like, I'm not cute. Or, like, going swimming in Cali. Like, nah, I'm not going to be that vulnerable. I don't know. It's just, I feel like her mindset kept her caged in even when she was in Cali and nobody was paying that complexion much mind anymore. Yeah. The one big difference that I realized between the two, though, Kennedy and Jude, Kennedy, I mean, Jude knew where she came from. She knew about, you know, her family, her background and all of that stuff. Whereas Kennedy was growing up questioning like her whole life because her mom never told her anything. And so I don't know. I feel like they both had these interesting experiences, but who who was better off for it? You know what I mean? Right. 
Because then Kennedy also got that pressure, right? Like when she was trying to be an actress, her mom was just like, I sacrifice all this stuff for you to have a good life. And you don't want this college degree. Like, I feel like right. she got more pressured than Jude did as far as from her mom. Because Jude's mom is like, you got a girl, do whatever you want to do. Like, you won't get into medical school. And then she wasn't a big time actress either. Like, when she ain't make it big. I don't know the pressure, guys. I don't know who had it better off in the end. Like, clearly Kennedy because of the resources, but as far as, like, mentally and the life skills and all of that, I don't know. I don't know who was better off. I'd want to be Kennedy, but <laughs> just because of the resources. All right, so let's talk. Yeah, let's talk more about Jude. So Jude is dating Reese. I kind of want to tell the listeners about Reese, but that is a spoiler alert. Oh man, I feel like we gotta tell them. Listen, if you haven't read the book all the way through, just pause the episode right now, go finish the book, and then come back because this has got to be a spoiler. Like we can't talk about it without talking about it. So exactly. Reese, Reese was born as a man, a, a girl, sorry. Reese was born as a girl and transitioned as he was growing up into a boy. And his family was not okay with that. And he ends up basically leaving his family. And then when he meets Jude, he's in the middle of transitioning. Like he's taking the hormones. He's going to get his surgery now, I'm not sure if she knew the whole time. She knew something was off, but she never explicitly names, like, I know you're a girl becoming a boy. She just names, like, you're so secretive. You don't let me touch your private parts. You don't want me to see you in the light. You wear this thing to cover your breast, but she doesn't call it breast. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's the love of her life. What do you guys think about them bonding with both of their traumatic pasts? They both have traumatic pasts, for sure. Very much so. I think I think they could be themselves around each other, and I think they found solace in that. Like, like I can be who I am, whether I have transformed into someone I wasn't before or what, I am still who I am around this one person. And... I think that was good for them. Roz, what do you think? I was I was going to say something totally different, but then I agree with Alana. They they were able to, out of that experience, share who their true authentic selves. But on like the flip side. I feel like what attracted them maybe could have been quote unquote their dysfunction for lack of a better word. Like just their their trauma. Their trauma attracted both of both of both of them together. Cause I mean you had Jude had her story, Reese had his. Um so that's what maybe initially was like, oh, there's something about her him let's find out a little bit more but then as they began to grow and learn each other 
they figured out there's like, oh, well, this is who I really am. And I feel like I can be that with you. So that's how it started to grow. But initially, they, they the trauma could have just another perspective. The trauma could have drawn them to each other. Yeah, they had to grow on me. At first, I was not feeling Reese for Jude. I feel like because Reese wasn't like claiming her in the beginning. And I just feel like she ran towards how she had been treated back in Mallard. Like she was talking to that boy who would only kiss on her at night and like not even pay her any mind during the day. And Reese wasn't that extreme, but he wasn't claiming her like that wasn't her man. They didn't get the title, but he was flirting and doing all the boyfriend things. And so I just didn't appreciate it at first. Yeah. Um, so they, for me, they had to grow on me because I just felt like, Jude, you are settling for things that you're used to. Like he feels comfortable, the mystery and how he's treating you and not being out out. Like all of that feels very Mallard-ish to me. Like <laughs> you leave forces. <laughs> But I think they needed each other to a certain degree in whatever life transitions they had happen. Like, it became better, in my opinion, but they had to grow on me, and I did not think it was healthy. Yeah, I could see that because initially I was just like, oh, they're just really good friends. And then as it went along, I was like, oh, they really liking each other? I was like, hmm, interesting. Mm -hmm. I just thought they was, like, just really cool. Like, she was just there to support him through his transition and vice versa listen Jude is ride or die she got a whole second job to help for that transition surgery exactly helping for surgery and going to New York for the surgery with that energy okay because when I want these boobies lifted and the rejuvenation after having babies I need him to have that energy get a whole second job because I mentioned it okay (laughs) Jude is ride or die for sure they never got married and I wonder why. Because I don't feel like I think it's gonna work. I think they served each their purpose in each other's life and eventually will separate. Okay. But I think they'll leave better than they came. Like I think they'll believe they'll leave loving themselves a little more. But I don't think they're gonna be happily ever after. Okay. That's just me. Okay. What y'all think? I, I just, was just about I to ask how their why. story ended, so I was uh, I was unsure. He got left, you know. Yeah, like um, Desiree's wondering why he won't propose to her. Right. Oh yeah. Now, yeah. do does Desiree know? Desiree doesn't know, does she? Nah, because he's got his surgery and everything done by the time he meets them, right? I thought he'd been no Desiree, but I no one seemed to know but Jude. Yeah, I feel like she was the only one that knew. And it was just like, this. I don't think Desiree would care, though. No, but I think it would explain a lot to her. That's why when she was asking all them questions, I'm like, she must not know. Yeah. No one knew what the surgery was for. As soon as they said surgery, I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was happening? But it's just so interesting. Like, no one knew. And I just feel like there was so much secrecy in this book. There was so much identity crises in this book. Like, it was just a lot. And it was still missing some of the drama I was just looking for. Agreed. I needed something to blow up every now and then. Like, like I wanted to hit the fan. I needed it. I needed it. Like, in the part 
the party where the neighbors call out Stella for hanging out with the black girl. I needed more. Yes, I needed Blake to find out Stella was black. I needed Kennedy to be a little more upset that she out here calling people niggers and she's black. I need. I needed something. Yeah. I needed something. I don't know. So speaking of that, what do you guys think about the ending and how this book ended? It was okay. Like the book, I would give a four out of five. The ending, maybe a two. <laughs> like the ending was just like, uh, okay. So Desiree left her hometown after her mom passes, and yeah. I think that's what the the issue with this whole book to me was like it's it's a pausable book like I don't feel unnerved pausing this book because there was never no like a big oh my gosh what's gonna happen I gotta know they didn't even get close to that like people's reactions were lackluster to me and I just feel like this book seems to be like based on like reality clearly but I feel like realistically people would have had different reactions and more visceral reactions and that's what makes it one of those I can pause it and pick up another day yeah feel no type of way and I feel like I had the potential to be like oh my god I gotta finish listening to this book because stuff just keeps happening like bombs are going off everywhere in this book that didn't happen so hopefully she comes with a banger to follow this up with she has another book right or is this no she doesn't because I need more sis, like blow this thing up make me uncomfortable like and I, I didn't mind if this book like ended with a cliffhanger oh yeah she does have another book she does to follow this one though? I don't think it follows this I think it's another book though I need a sequel and then I need her to blow that thing up during the sequel piss <laughs> us off the more emotion the better because we'll read the third one she does have uh she does need a sequel for sure i can see yeah. it i can see the sequel i can see this being uh nice i was gonna say i can see this being like some type of series like we know the story now now let's delve into right uh stella separately yeah, like if we look about each of them on their own, yeah. have a little more detail about what was happening. Like, tell me exactly. how Stella got away with this this whole time. Like, let me know. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I still wanted to blow some stuff up. Six. <laughs> I definitely need something. Like, tell me about a black guy Stella dated at some point. Like, ooh. tell me she was cheating on her husband. <laughs> With a black man. Something. Something. Or he was cheating on her with a black woman. Blow that thing up. Okay now. We don't need that. We don't need that much uh, drama. Because I want her to find out. And how you gonna treat this black girl, black woman? You better read. Nigga, when you fight her, what you got with Antoinette? I need to know. You've been reading way too much Ashley and Tremet in this. What? No, I'm going to have Ashley stop her next book. I'm done. I need to and them, you've been reading too much of their books. Oh, it's reality. <laughs> it's reality. And his mom knew what was up. She said, that girl family ain't dead. She was like, I don't know where they at, but she made that up. His mom knew from the beginning. I 
need mom to figure out the full story and blow that thing up. Oh, yes. I just needed more. It was a good listen to, but it was just good. I was never on edge. No. Mm-mm. Stop. Yeah. I don't know, Ross. What did you think about the ending? It was sort of just an ending. If that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. <laughs> so if we had to rate this book. Let's give the readers the rating. I gave zero to five. Five, you have to read this book. Zero, don't bother. Where y'all at? I'm at like a three and a half. I, I enjoyed it from what I did read. I enjoyed it. Um, but like you said, there was like, there could have, it could have went so many other ways that it's like, okay, yeah. I wonder if this happened. I wonder if this happened. I was like, uh, well, okay, I'm just going to let her give me what she's going to give me then. So, Right. That's exactly how it was. It was like, oh, this is about to happen. I just know it. And then it did it. <laughs> Alana, what would you rate this book? I would, I, I would give it a four overall. I would. I would give it a four overall. I enjoyed the book. I read the whole thing. I listened to the whole thing. Yeah, it's Audible. Right. It was, and I will say the lady, the narrator on Audible was bomb. She low-key reminded me of the girl off of Queen Sugar. But yeah, like the narrator did a good job. You know, they switched voices up every now and then to keep me interested. Like I was okay with the book. I was okay with it. I will give it a four. I ain't gonna knock her. She's a great writer. I would read another one of her books. But I'm not gonna go in with as high hopes as I have for this one, because I was really wanting a little more tea to spill. That's correct. I agree. I also listened to it on Audible. Shout out to Shana Small. She did a really good job reading this book. I would almost suggest you listen to it on Audible. I feel like if I pick up a book to physically read, it's got a hat of bombs in it. Otherwise, once I put it down, this might be a book that I never picked up and finished. And it's actually an okay book. Like it's good. That's fair. So I would say listen to it on Audible because it's like more accessible to just pick up and continue to listen to, or it might automatically play in your car, yeah. and you get some of the tea. Um, I give it a four as well, with the encouragement that then it I need a I need a follow up book that's a banger. Like I need a sequel. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Please. Otherwise, in the future, it's going to be a 3.5 for me. Like, she never followed up. <laughs> I don't know. But could that could that be like, because, uh, you know, some of the books we have read, they've had those bombs. Now, could is, let me get my thoughts correct. Are our ratings based off of that? Or is this book really, like, what, I mean... Sometimes people just they just live in life like this and it's just no drama in it. They just get by and like I think she would have had it had to make it more fictional for it to not have all the bombs that it it didn't have. Like because she made it seem so realistic, it their reactions felt too lackluster for it to continue to be so realistic as she wrote the book. I feel like it needed to be a little more fictional. If that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, because okay, yeah, I was about to say, because the more drama that was added, I would have been like, oh, this can't be real life. To me, it would have made it more... For you to be a white woman and then I find out I'm black during like segregation and all that, I'm going to have more of a visceral reaction 
Like I was just calling people niggers and then find out I'm a nigger. I don't have more of a reaction than she let Kennedy have. Right. Like I'm surprised Kennedy didn't want to like not talk to her mom for months. Like (laughs) go talk to dad. Like, bro, she black. Right. (laughs) Something. I feel like it, those reactions were definitely very tame because even Kennedy finding out when Jude put the picture in front of her face like that itself would have been like she went to the bathroom and looked at the picture and then came back out and was like I'm leaving (laughs) yeah it just was a lot that just I feel like I found out about like extra siblings popping up in my family tree type of thing and it's like no this is dramatic we over here sneaking pictures of this lady trying to send it to the group (laughs) like I think the author ties it too much to reality for me to not look for those realistic reactions like you talk about MLK being murdered you talk about Kennedy being murdered you talk about the riots so then you're putting me in the mind frame of ooh think about reality back then but then they're having misaligned reactions to things that's where it felt like there's a disconnect. Where are the bombs? Where are the something going on? Because then her dad get mur- murdered by white people? Yeah. Like, they come to lynch him, and when they find out he ain't dead, they finish the job in the hospital. Right. Okay, sis, now that was a bomb. <laughs> like, and that's how you start the book. So, you lose me at some point throughout. Like, how does this not affect Stella to the point that she's now married to a white man? Like, there's just a lot of little details that I'm, like, super surprised weren't, like, spicy. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Like, you don't have to go ghetto. It's got to do all that. I just... In the streets or nothing. <laughs> give me more details around the reactions and make the reactions more realistic. Or stop putting the reality stuff in there. Do one of two things. I mean, there's some, again, just offering up because I totally agree but just offering up a different perspective some people that's how they react to stuff they just they don't know how to their their expectation isn't to blow up they're just like oh, I'm just going to shut down like this yeah. can't be my reality until they now where it could have developed more it's like okay for example Kennedy so I am black let me how am I going to navigate this oh I'm about to Till like then it could have blown up like but I guess we didn't get there all we saw was her have her moment of like quote unquote denial maybe like the, the information and was her reaction was inconsistent yeah she it was presented yeah. to her she was like once a year and then like oh okay we cool now mom <laughs> yeah I don't know read the book support the book. It was it's good. not about it at all. I just want a second one. It's not a bad book though. No, not at all. It's good. For sure. I just wanted more. So maybe that's my problem. It was not enough for me. I just want more. Come with it, Britt. Because I want some more. <laughs> maybe that's yeah. all it is. It ended too soon for me. I just wanted more. Yeah. TV series They'll add what I need to it I'm here for it I would watch it if it was a TV series Six, definitely Y'all gotta watch them while you edit it though. 
Nah, I'm good. <laughs> See, this is what I appreciated though. This book was not depressing. I'm not watching them because this book that would make me depressed. Was, she left a lackluster reaction, so it didn't become a depressing book. It wasn't it too was good at all. I appreciate that Ju went on to go to med school or whatever school she was in. It seemed like med yeah. school. What was it? Was it med school? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a heavy read, which I appreciated. Yeah. Some of us just need an escape from our reality right now. Yeah. So I, my, my request isn't even to make it heavy. My request is just like flesh out their reactions. Mm-hmm. Not even saying thick in the plot. The plot was right. Mm-hmm. The reactions were missing. Yes. Yeah, the plot was good. The storyline was good. The character development was good. Like, I knew enough about everybody. But I want to see more. So, definitely we'll see more. Yeah. I'm here for it. Alright, well, thanks for listening, guys. We are going to read Oops by Alexandra Warren. We're kind of making a shift to a more light and funny romantic book. So, feel free to read that. And then tune in for our next episode. Leave us some comments. Let us know what you like, what we should change, what we should add. We're here for your advice. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. We'll see y'all later. Be safe.